This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligieri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Tom Prince from WNY Athletics, Roger Weiss is here, Kyrie Demos from the Niagara Gazette, and we are joined by Center Court. That means we're talking basketball today. Derek Kramer producing. Good morning, gentlemen. And I use that term loosely. You called me a name again? No, I didn't, Raj. You called me a name. I got three witnesses here. You probably got more than three witnesses if he called the name. (laughs) Called me a gentleman. What did I ever do to deserve He won't stand for it. That's why he's sitting. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, it looks like, uh, well, snow's kind of calmed down. Supposed to be a little bit of a. That's not snow. That's humidity. That's humidity coming down a little bit right now. There was nothing in the falls. When I left, when I got to Amherst, a little bit of uh, snow. There was ice when I left the South Towns. We we, we have ice on the ground. So the we're supposed to get a mix ice. today. Yeah. Snow, some freezing rain. Yeah. It's Lovely. supposed to go snow to ice to rain, to rain back to snow. And, it, and because apparently this storm has picked up warm weather along the way. Ooh. And the warm weather is going to change the precipitation as it goes on throughout the day. I'd rather it just be snow. That's easier yeah. to get the snow blower Seriously. out and... And then tomorrow and the wind comes in, and that's when it really gets to be yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, you know what? I, this is like one of those weekends. Bury yourself indoors. Stay indoors. People, yeah, there's please. a couple of uh, college all-star game today. Yeah. Uh, Just hope the wind don't knock the power out so we have to miss the football games tomorrow. Oh and then the Barrett-Jackson so uh, car auction going on. I'll be glued to that as I have been the last several days. I'm such a gearhead. I love the <laughs> Barrett-Jackson car auction. It's a blast. You see some of these amazing cars go by and the prices mm-hmm. uh, that they're getting for. There was a Lexus. And it's not even come out yet. It's a 2021. And they do this thing for charity. And all the proceeds go to the charities that they pick. Mm. And it's a write-off for the person that buys it. Guess how much this car sold for? Three bucks? Two million dollars. Unbelievable. Wow. It is. It's absolutely amazing. Oh. Is that without options or without yeah. options? <laughs> I think it had air. Uh, and was it Jeff Gordon's, uh, one of Jeff Gordon's race cars, Sold for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, the the uh, price tags on some of these vehicles absolutely astronomical. Yeah. Saw a '69 GTO go for one hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, I love this stuff. I, I get into it every year. It's on my bucket list some year to go to Scottsdale and watch the uh, car auction. You eat your heart out, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't plan on bidding on anything. I just want to watch. It looks like a, looks like a great time. Everybody's having fun. All right, guys, let's get into our news and notes. I'm going to start off today, if you guys don't mind. Congratulations to Kendall Mariocker. He is a track star at Iroquois. Get this. He received a scholarship offer from the Naval Academy. Wow. That's off to him. That's amazing. Great stuff for him. Gee, and right away you said Mary Acker, I thought wrestling. 
Yeah, well, you automatically do think wrestling when you uh, mention the name Mary Ocker, because so, uh, so many of them went on to stardom uh, at uh, Iroquois. And congratulations to Justin McDougal, Niagara Wheatfield. He tied the program record of 222 wins. This kid's the wow. real deal. He's got the chance to break it next week against Grand Island, which is going to be a real pivotal duel um, in the NFL. So, um, you know, interesting to see. But hats off to Justin. He's put together a great career. And, um, his cousin Willie's at Niagara Falls. You know, two kids in the same family, all-time program wins leaders. Do you know how much Willie? Ha- how many wins Willie has? Is he ahead oh, or behind? Man, I believe he's slightly behind, but I don't know the specific number. I'll have to get that back. See, that's going to be fun at the family get-togethers. Oh, yeah. I have more wins than you <laughs> do. <laughs> Seriously, but Anthony, you- was that a segue? By the way, you were talking about cars, and all of a sudden you come up with a guy with three deuces. <laughs> Good one, Rod. Oh, you actually like that one for a change. <laughs> Three so. deuces, uh, GTO. And a four-speed. And a so 489. I got a chance to actually watch him at, at, the, at the Lancaster Duels. I got a chance to see him. He has a presence about himself yeah. that is just like when he walks around, you know who he oh, is. Yeah. He, he really, he's that much of a standout even at these meets. Just Give like, him a WWE belt. You know, let him walk you, around. You, I mean, and. and, and for his weight, yeah. you see, he's stacked. This he is. kid is. This kid really. Oh, does he's spending dif- time in the gym. Differentiate no himself out there, and he deserves what he's accomplished. So, uh, no doubt about it. All right, any of you guys? Before I get to the G and G Fitness Coach of the Week, uh, news and notes from you, gentlemen. Aiden Shaw, Orchard Park will be going to St. Bonaventure for golf. Okay. Is uh, one of the announcements I wanted to make sure that we made out there. Cool. I have two things, Anthony. Uh, we had a. Uh, Jerry in the Pacemakers game in uh, Monsignor Martin girls basketball this past week. Jerry in the Pacemakers. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going back to old 50s reference here. No, fifth. Come on. Why, Early why, 60s. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, Mount, Son of Jerry Mount Lewis. Mercy uh, defeated Mount St. Mary's in a girls basketball game. So, you know. On the jersey. Wait, Mount I can't Mary remember the lyrics. lost a mercy. Okay. <laughs> Don't sing anymore, please. <laughs> All right. The other thing in this one is serious. I'm surprised I didn't do it a week ago. You know, my senior moments become senior hours. I want to give a big shout to uh, parents of two of the players on the Will East uh, boys basketball team. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey New and Heidi New, a nurse as well as Dr. Ray Ogra. They were the people responsible for basically saving Benji Blumen's life at that basketball game. God bless. About three weeks ago. I had the honor. Uh, it was, in fact, it was the week that I couldn't be here, but later in the afternoon I went to the uh, – Whoever had that classic where Will East was playing two Saturdays ago. Was that at Depew maybe? Yes. Yeah, okay. And uh, – friend of mine is a grandson who plays at Will East. He was able to introduce me to these people. Uh, my goodness, you know, Benji and I go back. Well, let's put it this way, uh, Tony. Benji's a year older than I am, so you can do your dirt jokes and all that about me and <laughs> no, Benji. No, I can't because uh, but, uh, he's recovered. He had yeah. a few stents. He's home. Good. Benji, get well soon. I'm sure you're listening. And, uh, and even the doctors had a sense of humor because I told them, you know, I almost went to that game that day. And if I'd have saw Benji laying there, I'd have probably had a heart attack next. Oh. And the one doctor says, you know what, you're lucky because at basketball games we only do one heart attack at a time. 
So well, maybe they would have had an exception. Well, I hope so. But anyway, well, I'm going to see Mike. I'm going to see Mike Greenberg in a couple of weeks, and I know he's good friends with Benji, and uh, I'll get a, another update. Now, people, uh, you know, who may not uh, know, but our good friend Dick Gallagher uh, recently underwent surgery trying to remove uh, cancer. I have. It's to my understanding, it was what six hours long, and that it went well. Uh, Tom, you're still waiting for an update as to whether they got it all, but we just wanted to say and put it out there, uh, Dick, you know, you're in our thoughts and prayers. We're thinking about you all the time, and I, I can't wait to see you. Paul Stasiak was one of the referees at the uh, St. Francis-St. Joe's game last night, and he just, I didn't get to talk to him directly, but he waved. He said Dick Gallagher and gave me two thumbs up. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I've... Uh... I've heard from uh, Dick's son, Mike, and um, and he, uh, Dick's a very close friend of mine. He's a, as a lot of people know, and I think the absolute world of Dick. And and uh, it's a six-hour surgery he's had to deal with, and uh, and he, no matter what, we're going to hear that that surgery went well because that's who Dick is, and that's the kind of man that he is, and he is going to fight for every tooth and nail. And guess what? He'll be making sure that he's covering the football season this coming year. And he's going to do everything possible to make it right. And he has every one of my thoughts, prayers, and everything that I, that, that I could possibly do out there to help. But just know that Dick, uh, all of Western New York, as well as outside of Western New York, is behind you in this one. Absolutely. Such a great man. G&G, Coach of the Week, congratulations to our good friend. And I, to me, this is a no-brainer. Brian Baker, Wilson Girls Basketball, congratulations on your 200th win. If you would like to nominate a coach, go to LiveFit.com and uh, tell us who the coach is and why you are nominating him. I actually wanted to uh, talk about one of uh, Coach Baker's uh, players uh, with uh, Skylar Moneykaisen. She actually, I don't know if you guys know, she actually just – it was announced she's going to be a part of um, UB's incoming uh, soccer class for this year. So she's going to be playing really soccer in the fall. Yeah. So oh, outstanding. Yeah, she's a three three sport um, all league athlete for Wilson. So she's yeah doing her thing over there. Show off. <laughs> Probably the top female player in Niagara Orleans. Yeah, most likely. arguably. Yeah, she had twenty five last night. All so. matter. Yeah. Oh I like yeah. Women. <laughs> One thing that's uh, come up, and I, before we get into talking uh, boys basketball with center court, and it's uh, it seems like it's taken a life of its own. If you go to our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports, you'll see uh, plenty of back and forths and debates as to what's going on concerning Section Six's decision to. Uh, kind of change things up where uh, you're going to now play league play and it's no longer uh, going according just according to class size. And a lot of people, especially uh, fans of the uh, Buffalo Public Schools, feel uh, that um, that there were uh, racial uh, reasoning for them not being able to play uh some describe it as, as, as said that, it, oh, this is going to save money for travel costs. This is some ADs said this is going to rekindle some old rivalries. But uh, a lot of debate as to why, and it's heated debate. As I said, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, feel free to comment. There's plenty of discussion going on back and forth. Uh, some say it's ridiculous. Uh, Tom, you brought up uh, where was the contingency plan. Uh, then 
Buffalo Public Schools tried to uh, go to ECIC. ECIC denied it. They said no. So now Buffalo Public Schools are stuck without a league, essentially, and they have to find teams to play is the way it's uh, sorting out. So I'm going to give you guys a minute or two each to give your opinion, and then we're going to get on to basketball. If not, we'll spend the whole hour going on this, and that's not fair to center court. Uh, Tom. I, I do think that they are also going to petition for the NFL League is one of the things that the Buffalo schools are going to do. So there is a next steps right there. Um, I said on the show last week I didn't understand why they, they couldn't have a contingency plan where ECIC could take in the Buffalo schools mm-hmm. as a just a football basis, right, is what I was looking for. And then, unfortunately, the vote comes back in and did not did not come out the way we wanted it. I personally felt there should have been a contingency plan for the Buffalo schools to come in, especially because of the scenario where they were a part of a Harvard Cup, were a part of a scenario, and it is not the same time as when the Harvard Cup was available. I don't believe... No, you had 11 teams back then. Absolutely. You can't just go ahead and do that, and I really believe there is going to be an off-balance when you do a... For instance, a bird card versus a Bennett. It's just too off as far as the competition that is out there. I really wish there would be a contingency plan or a way to be able to get them in the ECIC one. Mm -hmm. Do I understand the travel and all that? Yeah, okay, I I, I get that. Okay, I really do. But you've got to think about every single school that's out there, and I just don't think that it was fully thought out as far as what the Buffalo schools were going to do. And I understand the four games. They're going to have four games to go after uh, certain competition to be able to do kind of on non-league games is what they're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. But if you've got to play a non-league game against a against another school where you could lose points or you could possibly help another school get points to get a higher seed, you're not going to take that game. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, no AD is going to go ahead and do that, or no football coach is going to be a part of that. They're not going to do something that they think could could hurt them, and that's a problem right there. Yeah, I don't don't think it was thought all the way through. Roger. Two things. Number one, I'm not buying this travel restrictions and all that. Uh, About prior to the two years ago, the only travel, quote, discrepancy would have been Class C South because there's so many more school Class C schools down south and up north. Mm-hmm. Schools like what Gowanda and uh, Silver Creek actually had to be part of Class C North. Right. That other than that, as far as Class B and Class A, I don't want to hear it because last year and possibly the year before they decided to break up A1 and A2 in by class size rather than geography. Mm-hmm. So actually, Ken West and Ken East were in different classes. West Seneca East and West Seneca West were in different classes. If they'd have kept them by geography, that would have been all right. The other thing I hear this, well, all the other sports are by this system. Why can't football? Well, the reason being, in all other sports, those teams, whether you're 20 and 0 or 0 and 20, all qualify for the playoffs if they so choose. In football, it doesn't work that way. No, you still got to have a certain amount of points. You got to have a certain number of, well, the top teams in each right. division. So, and the way it's set up, you know, you, you're you eliminated from the playoffs in the other sports 
by a team in your class. In football, you might not play a game against your class all year, depending on how the setup is, and yet you still don't qualify. And to me, that's blatantly wrong. Kyrie. Um, you know, having been a, a former uh, Niagara Frontier League athlete, like I get, you know, you want to build, keep those old rivalries and, yeah, cut down on travel and things like that. But at the same time, though, too, you know, it's really like you're ostracizing the BPS. And, you know, I, I feel like the biggest thing is both sides just need to work together. You know, I, I mean, I know the BPS, they may come off, they may seem like they're coming off as combative, like, geez, like, why are we being put in this position? But you, if you, if the shoe is on the other foot, you'd feel the same way. You know, they're not with a league. You know, they don't have a league affiliate. So if they were to build their own, yeah, it's great and all. Even still, if they were to do that, that's not like the problems are finished because they still need to finish out their schedule. So I just think both both sides really just need to be adults, look at the kids first over anything, and prioritize that because at the end of the day. This all this fighting back and forth that's going on, that's not going to get anything done. The schedules still need to be submitted by March 1st, and that time's coming cl closer than we think. I just think that everybody needs to, to settle down, figure out the fact that, okay, well, if, we, if you guys do come up with your own league, let's add this many games from these leagues that you guys can play against, against comparable teams too. I'm not telling a Burgard to play Orchard Park and Lancaster and Clarence as their non-league schedules because obviously that's not realistic. But if you, you know, have a, a, a Lakeshore, a Louport, other Class B schools that are, you know, teams that you could play in the playoffs, I don't see why those teams aren't willing to work together to f figure something out because it's going to have to be a year-by-year -year basis right. every season if, if the BPS does form their own league and doesn't get into the NFL, doesn't get into the NL. Center court? Well, you know, football slightly out of my wheelhouse, but my opinion would be, um, you know, there's a lot of feelings coming out about this, and that's fine. Everybody can air their feelings at the end of the day. It's probably not going to change. So at some point you've got to get to work on a solution for it. Um, mine, maybe it's unpopular, would be just, hey, you've got five Yale Cup teams. You've got Maritime Charter, who wasn't in a league last year. Take those six teams, put them together in a league. I know you're going to say, well, Bennett's a double A and Burgard's a B. That's not fair. Well, Luport's a B, and Niagara Falls is a Niagara Falls is a double A. They're in the same league now, you know. Uh, Maritime Maritime's a B, but no one's going to make that an issue because they were a really good B. Right. Um, I, you know, that, that's really all I would have to say on it. Is at some point get to work on a solution, and I think I'm tossing out a decent one. You had the Harvard Cup for all those years, which you were so proud of. There was all different class sizes then. You competed. That's my thought. Just quick, going off your point, last season a class B. Newfane lost to a Class C Wilson in the non-league game. Uh, lower seated, lower class teams beat higher class teams every season. It's sure. Just, I don't want. I just don't want. Look at people. your rivalry games. You got the Tonawanda NT rivalry. You got the, uh, every Lancaster. year. Every year the Pew plays Lancaster, and when they beat them, boy, is that that's you know big for them. And, so. and it's not that I not not that we don't sit here and say that, but if you're going to have a point system that's going to be able to get into the sections, right. there has to be an equitable way for us to be able to do that. Right. And that is where that needs to be looked at to see if that is feasible because if they are going to get beat on and you're only going to win one game as an upset, 
it's not, may not be anywhere near the amount of points that you can get to be able to get into uh, to get into the section and get into a seating. You no, know, I disagree. I don't believe that it's racist. I don't believe they're pushing for segregation. I think those are just hot button words that are being thrown out there. I think the sticking point is is because when you look at the Buffalo Public Schools, they're drawn from so many different schools. One school, one program might be made up of seven schools. And Tony Trelluzio, uh brought up a great point. He said, you know, we, we're made, I think he said seven, was it? He goes, but I've got a couple of the schools that send nobody, and I'm being penalized by bed numbers. Right. So I think that's where the uh, sticking point is, and I think that's maybe what led to uh, the decision more than anything is that uh, some of the suburban schools don't like the fact that Buffalo Public Schools can draw from so many other schools. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want people to assume that it's racial based because, let's face it, programs like Niagara Falls or Cheektowaga might benefit from this move, and you know those schools have a. Um, per capita in terms of demographic numbers have a, a high number of African-American students in their districts. So, you know, I don't want people to just automatically use it as that, use that as the vehicle because I feel like there's more than that as a factor. Yeah, I think people just look for the, e you know, you want to take the easy way. Well, oh, that's it. That, you know, throw that label out there. That's the easiest one to come up with. You got to think a little bit more beyond that. All right. That's enough about that. If you want to get in on the discussion, go to our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's all basketball all the time. We're center court. We've got so much to talk about. I want to know who's going to be on your all-boom team this year. The <laughs> I saw the hashtag. The booms are out already. Basketball talk coming up after this on Inside High School Sports. <laughs> Good one, D. Bye. Yes. I used to play this on KB with Sandy Beach. Uh, it brings back memories. The son of Jerry Lewis. Yes, he is. No, he isn't. Jerry and the Pacemakers is a British group. Then who am I thinking of? Jerry Lewis and the Playboys is That's what you're it. thinking okay. of. All right. Thank you, D. Excellent. Excellent. I actually love that song. Uh, I, I love that old stuff. All right, we're talking boys basketball. We have center court in the studio. Uh, the man that uh, will get us updated to find out who is doing what. Best school in western New York. Would I be wrong if I said park? Uh, you would be You would be in the neighborhood of being right. You would have... Uh, I know maybe St. Joe's and Canisius might have something to say about it. health sciences. I'd say those four teams are... They're, they're still trying to settle out who's going to be number one at the end of the year. Can you, you know? think of a deeper starting five than Parks' starting five? No. No. No, they got the best starting five. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Hands, and, and, and I still say, I'm sorry, Oregon is the best center in Western New York. That kid is a beast when he well, is on all— you don't have to all, apologize for that yeah, opinion. I when mean, he is on all cylinders obvious. right there, I don't know if somebody can guard him right now. Yeah, and he's just gotten better the, each, each night. Game. Each yep. game, he just gets better and better. He looks more mobile, you know, finishing around the rim. And he's got a couple inches on the next tallest kid in the area. I right. mean, he's, he's big. He went off to St. Benedict's for a year and played. Uh, he was part of the Federation Championship team. Yeah, he, he's legit. He's a, he's, a, he's a Division One center playing in Western New York. So, Chad, how many of the schools outside the area are you familiar with? The reason I'm asking, what are the chances of – say, 
whoever comes out of Monsignor Martin and Park School as an independent ending up in the Federation? Uh, there, there's chances. I mean, based on state rankings right now, that certainly looks like a, a very probable thing if you're just forecasting state rankings. Uh, but I think it's also Park's got to get through Albany Academy, which is <laughs> going to be really. easier said than done. And, and then Monsignor Martin, you know, whoever comes out of Class A, they still got to get through the New York, the Long Island. And then if they get through that, New York City, there's so much talent in the uh you, you know, the Catholic school class A ranks, mm-hmm. but that also applies to what we have. You know, I would say our, our top two are Canisius and St. Joe's, and I, I'd put them among the best in the state, but, oh, no. you know, it, it's, it's sure, we'd love to see that happen. It's it's tough to say for sure it's going to happen. I, it, they're not that dominant as I've seen them in prior years. They're pretty darn good. Now, so. you were teasing us before the show about uh, a matchup or what may be lack of a matchup. Yeah, so I did a podcast yesterday and uh, started talking about the what what felt like was going to be the game of the year because we had Park no longer in the Monsignor Martin Association this year. They're an independent. And then the Monsignor Martin Association says, we're not playing non-league games against you guys with the exception of St. Joe's who wanted to play that one game. And so it's been on the schedule all year. It's probably still on Park's max prep schedule right now, game on the 27th against St. Joe's. However, okay, Uh-oh. <laughs> we, we done found out that game is not going to happen now. And I can uh, actually officially state that game's not going to happen because I got a message this morning, you know, not, not long ago, saying it's officially not happening. Oh, man. I hate to see that. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was what I spent a good amount of time talking about on the podcast I did yesterday. You can get caught up on that. Uh, but we can certainly talk about it for a couple minutes here. Sure. Um, that, that game had been on the schedule all year and it actually, uh, we had a health sciences East game that was supposed to be played last week. They postponed that game to be part of a double header. So we were going to have a double header East health sciences followed by park St. Joe's at the Kessler center, January 27th, Monday night, no major games in Buffalo, even competing with it. Right. And, uh, yeah, then we, uh, you know. What I'm told, Park has said no. We don't. We we can't be in that game. The reason they've cited for it is money. That any games that they're going to play have to be at home now because they need to generate revenue because of all the expenses they've incurred with all the traveling they've done. Okay, so it's Park is the one that pulled the plug on the game. Park pulled the plug okay. on the game. Yes, and and it was you know they cited money. They cited travel reasons. Now. The team has taken a trip to the Bronx, South Carolina, Toronto, back to New York City. I think for Brooklyn, that that last one in that last yeah. tournament. Brooklyn, Rochester. Um, they still have a trip out I to Albany. I should have thought about that before the year, you know, uh, yeah. when you start putting these games together, what the costs were going to be. But as I was saying when you were saying, you know, the Monsignor Martin teams said, we're not going to play you guys this year. Do you think maybe some bad blood on their end? Well, it didn't say they wouldn't play. They said they couldn't be part of Monsignor Martin. Well, exactly. Like, well, no, but I'm saying none of the Monsignor Martin teams even want to schedule them as non-leagues outside of uh, Joe's. Correct. So do you feel like some bad blood 
Was, I, was okay. behind Bad blood also. in Western New York well, high school but, but sports. But why, would, would, yeah, would why would they it? take it out on St. Joseph? St. Joseph's the one team that was willing to play them. Right. So St. I don't Jones know came out of it with, from what I understand, like going against the norm to take that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I wouldn't want to see that. Now you're saying like monetary reasons. If it's three dollars to get into a game. That is one of the smallest gyms for people to go watch a game. How much money are you really recouping there would be my question, Good number point. one. And then the second one would be, okay, well, if we really want to play this game, why can't we move it to Bark? Well, I, you know, you'd, I guess that's a question for St. Joe's. I think that uh, it, it was all along slated to be a neutral site game. I don't think the topic ever came up long ago that we need this game at home. That's, that's probably the, the disconcerting thing for me about the whole thing is the way it's all gone down. We're, right. we're less than two weeks out, and all of a sudden it's, we're not going to be able to play that game. There's been no discussion leading up to it. You know, if, if it had been back in November, we got to have this as a home game because we're looking at all the travel we're going to do because we've opted to be independent and we're not going to play the other schools then that's a conversation to have back then. Sure. It's a, it's a tough thing to do two weeks out to say, you know what, we don't think we're going to be able to do it because we don't have the, the funds to do it. And, and the, what you got to understand about it is the St. Joe's game was already on the schedule all year. The Albany Academy game was not. That popped up recently. So now they're going to take the trip out to Albany Academy, but they're bailing on the, the game here in Buffalo. They've since added a, a game against Middle College that they're going to play at Bennett on, I believe, February 14th. That got added after the St. Joe's. So I, I would have liked to have had them say, hey, Middle College, we'll play a second time, but you got to play it in our gym again because we need the revenue. I, you know, Maybe that conversation came up. I don't know. But it's uh, just even to think if they were going to play at the Kessler Center, you could charge $10 a ticket and split the revenue four ways. Exactly. You're going to put 2,000 people in the gym that night, and True. everyone's going to make their money anyway. True. So I don't know. I don't this know. It's crazy. I don't know. All right, let's get into uh, who's doing, you know, you mentioned who the top teams are, Monsignor Martin and Independent. Let's get into some ECIC action here. Who do you like? Who's doing what? Oh, ECIC. Well, your ECIC one race is a very competitive one. At the top of the league, I believe, you know, without standings in front of me, but just off the top of my head, I think Orchard Park and Jamestown both have one loss in the league, and that might be your two teams in first place, but you've got Will North and Lancaster, who just played last night. Uh, yeah, Will North winning that one. Right, and then there's, there's West Seneca West and Clarence, who have also been competitive. So that's a, that's a really solid race up top in ECIC 2. Amherst right now looks like the team that's going to take that league title. You know, based on the fact that they're undefeated in the league and the team that, that might be their chief competition being Williamsville East, they wa- have already won by 18 at their place. So, wow. Uh, you know, there's the rematch, and, and I'm sure that the Flames are getting to work on how they're going to try to pull even with them and maybe share a league title, you know, if, if everything there. else can be equal. But I love the backcourt there in uh, Amherst. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a very Stewart. nice Nick O'Neill and yeah. Jalen Stewart. Yeah. Tell you why I said this uh, – once before, but Nick O'Neill, boy, that kid plays hard. He plays you know? hard. Oh, love plays a kid hard. that just plays with his passion. He like his, his tunnel vision downhill. I got to get these buckets. You know what I mean? He he's a real real intense kid. It yeah, sounds like sure. their football backfield. The two guys <laughs> yeah. a little. Honestly, I believe O'Neill played football. Oh, I, he I did. Oh, I know. I, I guarantee say, he yeah. did. First half of the season, 
he rather than his teammate would have been uh, the Conley Cup nominee. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's continue with the, the uh, ECIC. ECIC uh, last night in ECIC three, Depew went and picked up a big road win at Iroquois. You know, Iroquois was probably the team I had marked as the division champ, seeing them uh, maybe in a battle with East Aurora for it. And what's happened is Depew just went picked up another win at Iroquois. Cheektowaga has come on really strong in that league. They might be the team right now. So ECIC three, another really competitive race. You drop down to ECIC four. Right now it's looking like the Tonawanda show, and that's pretty cool because Tonawanda isn't always a basketball power, but they've played very well in the league this year. Uh, Holland's been a good team out there. Cleve Hill is, is starting to come on, similar to Cheektowaga, you know, maybe a team finding its way as the season progresses. So the whole ECIC, it, it's very competitive. The, the ECIC, too, might be the only of the four where you've really kind of got a little top-heavy. And even within that, you've got a... Uh, West Seneca East, a sweet home, who they come in and make some noise and, and make it difficult for you. So ECIC is always competitive and fun. How about Yale Cup? Yale Cup, so you've got two-time defending champion Middle College and currently undefeated and looking like they're headed toward a third. They just knocked off East in their rematch, so they've swept the series with East. They've already picked up one win on the road at McKinley. Uh that, that's, Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, McKinley is usually not the type of team that you uh, walk through. I mean, they're so yeah. tough or have no, been so I, tough I wouldn't say they walked through them, but they they picked up a, a win at McKinley, which is a big win. Is McKinley and, still that smother you with uh, energy and you know organized uh, helter skelter? Yeah, organized <laughs> helter skelter. Are they still like that? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's wow. That's McKinley basketball. They're so tough to play against. They are. They play hard. You know. Hey. Zaire Dorsey. Zaire Dorsey is a master motivator of young men, as I like to say. Getting Anthony, while we're there. talking about uh, East High School, we should uh, acknowledge the fact that uh, at Glens Falls at the uh, state semis and finals this year, uh, Starling Bryan is going to be inducted into the New York State Basketball Hall of Fame, along with longtime Section 6 chairman Jim Walker. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah, that's cool. Uh Sterling Bryant, the most wins in the city of Buffalo, and uh, he's he definitely deserves that Hall of Fame. And uh, it does it with defense. Oh, that's what's amazing. Radical yeah. coach, you hold the team to thirty nine, you only have to score forty to win. How <laughs> radical can you get? <laughs> Out yeah. of control. I mean, his teams are fun to watch, and it's it's sure fun listening to him when he's on the sidelines too. He's 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 entertaining to say the least. He's been there for so long now. It just uh, I can't even remember what he's without him. Anthony, my first well, before show. Before that traditional. My first show as co-host. I'm glad you mentioned traditional. My first show as co-host, Starling Bryant, Lazar Hayward Jr., amongst others, the traditional basketball team. Never forget that. Yeah, and hanging out with them uh, at Buff State, that was fun. You know, uh, we were on Yale Cup, and we yeah. dropped down to Yale Cup 2 real quick, and the team that's coming on strong and looking like they're going to take that league this year is Bennett. Bennett was, uh, they were in a sectional final last year as a class c team they're up in class b this year and they are they're doing a great job they just took the rematch with olmstead and it looks like they are in the driver's seat to win that league i have to ask how are my bulldogs doing your bulldogs are okay they're competitive yes but they're, they're not quite where bennett is right now oh yeah. man <laughs> come on burgard guys got to pick up the pace all right we're gonna take a break when we come back we have niagara orleans we have nfl to talk about so we'll have all that and more with center court uh don't forget what do we have sports talk saturday following us and later on you have sabers and nashville eight o'clock tonight right here on wgr sports radio 550 this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports and then Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. Center Court getting us up to date as to what is going on in high school basketball. Let's get into uh, Niagara-Orleans League and the NFL. Okay, so the Niagara-Orleans League this week, big result. Albion knocks off Newfane and they stay undefeated in that league. And I think Newfane only has the one league loss to Albion, so that rematch at Newfane coming up in February becomes very important. I would project both of them to win out and get back to that game. And uh, it's uh, can can Albion take the league, or can Newfane pull even and can they share it? Wow! And one thing to note of Newfane: Newfane's been having a real, really good season. They've been playing all season without their best player too. Deuce Capen's been dealing with a knee injury ever since uh, training camp. So, is he going to be back or is he done for the year? Talking with him, he said he planned on. This was two weeks ago. He said he planned on coming back within the next few weeks. So by right. that time, they, back just they, before they one playoffs. point, they had yeah. hoped to have him in late December. Then it looked like early January, and it keeps kind of getting pushed off. And I'd always err on the side of caution. Don't rush a kid back, right. you know. Make sure he's right before you put him back on the court. But yeah. it's a great point that Harry made is that he is a he is a difference maker for him. You're talking about a what a six four, six five, yeah. a lot of length. A lot of length. He can he's smooth with the shot. He makes his free throws, uh, alters everything in the paint. He'd make a big difference for him if he gets gets healthy. And he could really help because if he comes back, he's a guy that you can throw at Deontay Farley, who was who's the reigning um NO player of the year. Um, you know, lengthy guy himself. He's got a little thicker build than, than Deuce does, but even still, you you have him back. You know, now Garrett Schrock isn't getting his worn down in the post. Now, now uh, Michael Carmer isn't getting his worn down in the post, too. So, How about yeah. Garrett Schrock, a three-sport athlete that really will, will be one of the top three-sport athletes three in Western New York? Yeah. Yeah. Like, led Newfane to a division title in football. Best player on the basketball team this year. He's had numerous double-doubles. And, I mean, he – Baseball is the sport he's going to play in college, so we'll see what he does for his senior season. So another one showing cool. off. How about how about Akron? Do you think they'll have a a, a say in what happens here? Oh, they could. Akron's yeah. one of those teams that's played really that's what I mean. tough. I, together. A team playing up right now, playing real well. Is that a team that could put a mix and 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 give a scare to one of these teams? Yes. 
Yes, they're they're definitely that team. You know, when I when I say that when I'm just looking ahead and saying I think it'll be those two Albion and New Fane and a rematch decide the title. You know, that's me just trying to make quick predictions as we're whipping through a show. Absolutely, a team like Akron could have something to say about it. A team like Wilson too. You know, not For the sure. best Wilson team I've seen, but the way they play, they're they're always in a game and they could always catch you. You come in and you're not ready for them. And look at Akron just went out to Wilson has a big win Thursday night over right, Wilson right. Sure. in a very hard fought. It was, was a, a physical to type game. Yes, that, that, exactly. Exactly. That's a grinder. That's a yeah, show, to just there show Akron can the win Starling that type Bryant of game. stuff a, again. It never ends. <laughs> it's like a fo- that was like a football game. But I'm glad you brought Wilson up. You know they're like they they've been having trouble scoring, but holding Akron to 40, they've been holding teams under 60, under like around 50 all season. So Play great defensive football, play great defense in basketball. I'm not surprised. Exactly. Yeah, love that Wilson football team this year. <laughs> Same here. They were shout awesome out to, to Coach watch. Atlas. Yeah, big shout out to Coach Atlas. What a great job he's done with that program. Anyway, basketball, NFL. So the big result this week that shook everything up was Kenny snaps a seven-game skid and, and drops uh, – Top 10 large school, North Tonawanda. Huge. Now, North Tonawanda had a narrow loss at home to Niagara Falls, and I think that they were thinking, hey, let's get back to that rematch at Niagara Falls. If we can beat them, we could share the, the league title with them in the, in the large school ranks of the NFL. And then Kevin West comes out of nowhere and clips them. I shouldn't say they come out of nowhere. They were on a seven-game losing streak, but some really close results and playing well within that, and then they finally kind of broke through and got that that signature win over North Tonawana, so and that's that, really cool. And that loss was definitely that much tougher and more, much more amplified because NT was coming off the loss to Louport Tuesday night, and obviously when you go in to visit a guy like Roddy Gale, Jay yeah, he's Dove, just got what a thousand point score, and yeah, in his sixth game as a sophomore, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but, so those results really set up Niagara Falls. You right. Know, they looks like they're going to cruise through the league at this point. Uh, you know, the, the big competition is. Are you surprised Louport. with Niagara Falls? I mean, change of coach, uh, losing uh, so much talent. Brand- Bradbury or Rotten at Brown? Yes, Jalen Bradbury. Yep, he's he left with Lightfoot left, but it's just open doors for Taylor Sanders. I'm and not Mickey. surprised. No, I think uh, Frank Gatiss does a great job with him too. Oh, he's I, obviously I, he, doing he's a great been a job. part of that program for a long time. I think uh, some of the work he's done for that program over the years maybe hasn't been publicized or noticed as much, but. He's a hardworking guy, and uh, he's done a very good job with that team. And has like he you been said, around that, as that long as when Bazzani was coaching? He's been there oh, even before. Oh, oh yeah, even really? before. Well, even before. Yeah, he's, he's, that's he the, was the, the guy doing the scouting for the dream time, team. Yeah. You know, it's about time we do give him credit. Continuity. He's been around for got to be what twenty Certainly. years, right. twenty plus years, right. definitely. Yeah, he's a hard nosed guy, and they've really taken on his his. Um, they, they, you know, when they say a team take reflects the uh, personality of their coach, right? They can they, you can really see that in these guys? They've taken their time to really develop that, but they they're they're getting to that point. And like, watch, I watched them. They against can smother CSAT. teams. Yes, like I watched them against CSAT last week. Who was it that they held at twenty something points? Was it CSAT? It was CSAT. Twenty nine. I, yeah. I, I looked points. at that. Like, am I seeing a misprint? No. And it wasn't like. CSAT was taking awful shots or anything like that. They just, Niagara Falls was just all. They smother you with defense. They get on you, they force turnovers and run. And run. And we would be remiss to not mention the season that uh, Jamon Turner's having at Falls. Really, like he was the number four guard on that team last year. And Willie leaves, Jalen leaves, Josiah Harris leaves, and there's Mookie. 
hanging in there, and boy, has he been has he stepped up his game and been awesome for that I team. I witnessed this kid. You're wearing a, an O'Hara shirt right now. I witnessed. It was this, given to me. I, w- I witnessed this kid <laughs> outscore. I accept any shirts from any schools. I witnessed him outscore Cardinal O'Hara single handedly this season. He's had 39 points in their second game of the season. O'Hara had 38. The this, number four wow. guard from a year ago. From a year ago. He's, right. he's doing his thing. Mookie's doing his thing. It is going to be fun to see them get back into the double-A and join now what we've seen from Will North, what we've seen from Lancaster, what we've seen from Orchard Park and Jamestown. That's going to be fun when they all come together. Right, and at the end of the day, it looks like it still has to go through Niagara Falls. You know, totally, they, and, the and if you expected anything less, right. absolutely. But I think that you, you'll at least see some teams that will be ready to play that game. Who's going to play at Buff State this year? Ooh. Oh, Real quick before I jump on Buff State, I want to give CSAT a plug when we're talking NFL. Mm-hmm. Their only league loss this year is to Niagara Falls. They're playing extremely well. Now, they, they, they won a game at Louport without Roddy Gale in the game, but throw yeah, that out. Take wins when right. you can. Take wins when they can. They've been doing a great job. They, they deserve a plug in there. For sure. For Absolutely. In the NFL. Sure. Uh, who's going to Buff State? What I, in the season preview? I always drop, you know, my predictions as to who's going. And so, uh, without that in front of me, I can I can tell you like right now off the top of my head, teams that I think would go uh, in Double A. I would take Falls, Jamestown, Orchard Park, and Will North. That, that's that's Ooh, what I think is I like waiting that. for us. And that that's a nice little bracket there. Sure. I like the point guard over at Will North. I forget his name, um, but I've I actually David Bass. Yes, I believe so. Yep. Chad was at Jamestown game at the, I believe the Depew tournament. Was that a hiccup for them? They just didn't seem that impressive that night. Uh, Dre couldn't, uh, you know, the coach's son. Um, Trey Drake. Trey Drake uh, seemed to have a very off game and all that. Was that the a non the non Jamestown team we saw? That we're used to? I think Jamestown starts five underclassmen, and when you do that, you're going to be up and down, up and down. So I think they're finding their way, but that's the same team that rolled with Health Sciences, too. They're a pretty good team. We have less than a minute. Uh, Let's go back to who's going to be at at Buff State. Oh, who's going to be at Buff State? Uh, An A1, I would would think maybe like North Tonawanda, Mm -hmm. McKinley, Williamsville East. Mm Uh, Kenmore West, okay. you know, those all look like teams that could be there. Uh, in, in Class A, too, that's like my favorite bracket of all time. you got <laughs> you got Luport, Amherst. Health Sciences, Amherst, South Park. Loaded. It's just loaded. East High. I mean, there's there's five teams that got to try to fight for four spots. What um, a surprise. He thinks McKinley's going to Buff State, Anthony. <laughs> all right, uh, B's. Hey, uh, let me let me wrap this up by, by throwing out one news and note. Bob North from Westfield picked up his 400th win. Whoa. This week, four hundredth, and that—that's. I wish huge. I'd have known that There's he very would have beaten out Brian. Right, maybe for next week. But right. uh, and his team is ranked fourteenth in the state in Class C. They're eleven and zero this season. They Props to Panama Bob North and the Westfield we Wolverines. At Panama game a for week sure, ago. Yeah. very well, impressive. Center court, we will have you back. Obviously, uh, sorry that we had to take up so much time in the first segment going over a big story going on in, an issue. in football. It, it is an important issue, and it had All to right. be. Everybody, discussed. go to the Martin Luther King Classic. Let's go watch some basketball. Yes. Five Games over at City Honors and a big game, Canisius Falls today. I love it. All right, guys, take care. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.